many bowls did you just smoke? Two bowls. Two. Of some weed that uh, Spencer and Madison have had for like two years now. They've had this one bag because they don't smoke very, very much. They smoke like small bowls. Um, so <laughs> what, this, what you're saying is they're weak ass bitches. Yeah, they just don't smoke as much anymore. They they work a lot, and you know, like it makes them fuzzy in the morning, so they just don't. And so, well, not everybody has to wake and smoke like you do, Graham. I yeah, you know what? I'm special. I knew it from from when I was a child. You know, Your, my mom always told me I was special. I'm gonna say, isn't that what uh, mommy Graham's told you? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so like, not everyone has my stomach for it. So. Uh, they've had this, this wonderful bag of weed for probably a year or two years now. It's called High Guys. Not high. It's like High Guys, and it's written on a baseball cap. It fucking slaps. It slaps. It fucking slaps. And after this, I'll probably celebrate with a little more of that. But they also have, remember that homegrown that I had a, a few months that back. You were smoking for like weeks. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's been a hot minute. Did you finally finish it? Yeah, that's uh, that, in fact that's um, Madison, my my uh, my future sister in law's uh, parents grew it out of their place. They've done this a few times before, and it's uh, it worked out for them. And I have to say, it's some of the best weed I've ever smoked. Uh, there's something. Speaking of which, rich of it. Happy four twenty, sir. Thank you very much. It's it's a very good 420. Do you know what tomorrow is? 421. And it is the day that I am leaving to go to Hawaii for nine days. Um, and so I think I can think of no better way to celebrate 420 with a trip to Hawaii. Is this like a business trip? Where's my ticket? Uh, Drunk no. Thoughts and High Opinions does Hawaii. Uh, this is going to be a, uh, a pleasure trip. You know, you're saying I'm not pleasurable. I'll make you feel good. Take me to Hawaii, Graham. You won't regret it. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in honor of 420, sir, I want to introduce you to the beer that I'm drinking this evening. Please, please tell Uh, me. Sweetwater Brewing Company out of Georgia. This is their, you're going to like this, extra pale ale. Oh, so not as it just a regular pale ale, but it's extra. It's got that little something, little little to it, you know. Yeah, and it is there, four twenty. I love that. So love that. Fantastic. Cheers, cheers to that. I'm drinking a Kirkland Signature sparkling water, like a little baby back bitch. Ah, well, you don't want me to drink on this, uh, unless it's a special occasion. And I didn't think that 420 was a special enough occasion for the high opinions to become cross-examinations. So, no. Uh, no. We'll find a drunk holiday that you can yes. join in on the fun. At least the can is green on your uh, sparkling bitch water. That's what I was thinking. So, Well, in honor of that, of 420, sir, I want to deep dive into your marijuana history. Okay. I know we've touched on it here and there and somewheres, but let's bring it all together. Let's rehash. See what I did there? Well, I, uh, I, I do see what you did there. Yeah, Very, good. Did there. Very good. Let's rehash that and bring it back. Let's. I want you to spin us a, a spin us a yarn, roll us a joint in the life of Graham Standevsky and weed. Where did it all start? What really attracts you to weed? Really 
tell us all about what makes high opinions tick. Oh, that's a that's a very good question. It's also a loaded one. Um, my goodness! It also makes my job easy. I can just sit here and drink. So you know, that's a very good point. You're ma- you're you're making me work for it, and you don't have to do shit. So logic. Uh, say this goes back to about um, twenty thirteen. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. I was in my freshman year of high school. You've been and, smoking weed uh, for ten years. I've been smoking weed for ten years. Uh, ten years this September. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I was with my brother and moving him into uh, apartments outside of campus and... So were his other friends, you know, moving into their own apartments and stuff. And so one the first night we're there while we're waiting to get access to his apartment the next morning, we're like, let's hang out with one of his friends. We go over to her house, and that is the first time they introduced weed to me. I obviously had heard about it. But I had always been, I had always been just skeptical of anything anybody said about it. But I've always been very trustworthy. I've always been very trusting of my brother. You know Why not? Spencer's a good dude. Exactly. He's a great dude. So I usually trust him on things. And when he was like, you know what? There's a lot of history that you will learn about in the coming years about why the illegalization of weed is fucked up. But for now, smoke this bowl. <laughs> I'm going to so, need you to redo that line. With just a little more, just uh, <laughs> give me a little more relish on that. <laughs> Do it again from the top. From the top, it says Graham. And in the, action, in the, Graham. In the coming years, you're going to learn much about the the wrongness and the the fucked upness about the uh, history of why they illegalized marijuana. But for right now, I just need you to smoke that bow. Took it in a different direction than I anticipated, but you know what? I like it. Moving on. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm just just a really quick capper. I watched um, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent last night, so oh, I'm God. kind of I'm, I'm feeling like uh, Nicolas Cage right now. So so I'm gonna. Does that mean I'm Pedro Pascal? What? Oh yeah, fantastic performance by Pedro Pascal. But Does that mean I'm Pedro Pascal and you're Nicolas Cage? Can that be the dynamic here? Perfect. I love it. But you just have to obsess <laughs> over me. <laughs> After what? <laughs> you just have to obsess over me. That's the only way that that, part, that dynamic works. <laughs> I'm going to need more alcohol. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, that was the first time I smoked. And that was pretty much the last time I smoked for meh, close to a year, maybe like nine months. And then Now, I were t- you part of that same crew that was like, I never got high on my first time. Like, whatever. Um... Most people say they don't get high their first time. What about you? I did. Um, it was not what I was expecting, though. So I, it took me a while to realize that I was high. But I definitely did. I definitely did. Um, <clears throat> and it's probably a big contribution to why I continued smoking was because it was such a hard thing to realize of like, wow, it doesn't feel too much different from when I'm sober. I just feel clear headed. 
That was a weird thing for me, was realizing that when I smoked, I felt clear-headed. Um, like, there wasn't a bunch of voices, or not necessarily voices. I've never really thought in words. I've always thought in kind of like a blob, like, if that makes any sense. If like the, like the thoughts just kind of flow, and it could be hundreds of thousands of things. Um, so it kind of like paces <laughs> and slows it. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that one, aren't you? <laughs> uh, let's move past it. We do not have time to dissect that one. <laughs> so anyway, I would basically smoke every six to nine months after that point. Um, and I remember in like I think my sophomore year, I I like attempted to buy weed um from someone i actually i succeeded in buying weed from someone uh a senior when i was a sophomore and it was fun uh like kind of like doing something uh uh that no naughty yeah because i i i didn't have anything to ever be secretive about so it was like oh this is fun but i was also extremely paranoid because my parents always just seemed to know stuff and i never knew how so i was like extra secretive about it and Spencer, and, he narked on you. And no, I no, they, they never I found know, out. But that was because I was so secretive that I I just put it somewhere and then never smoked it. <laughs> um, when I was when I was seventeen, you're the uh, kid who hides the Playboy and like forgets about it. Exactly. That's yeah, ADHD. Um, so basically, when I was like seventeen, I had two um, uh, two girls, a class younger than me, that we always used to hang out and like go drive around the the city at like midnight, and uh, they would come over uh, and we'd smoke at my place, and then I'd drive them home and then come home at like two in the morning. <laughs> and how um, did you not get a three way? Uh, because these were not. Uh, uh, this was a completely. Uh, platonic relationship uh between the three of us but i am sad now just yes. just for the record going forward you're sad i'm sad now this. you could have gone it's... for the belt me too and yet <sighs> well i no, i'm sad about it but they, it was pretty clear but you anyway reasons why i drink yes there i and there are reasons that i drink anyway i started smoking regularly when i was 18. I was living in France and I found out that most of the guys in my class were very, very competent at finding drugs. <laughs> Leave it to them French guys, eh? Right? And these were like, like by American standards, all of these guys are like tens. And then they're just like, and then they like push back their like wavy hair and they're like, Give me, give me the, the, the 20 euros. I'll be right back. And then they come back with like this giant bag of weed. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that. I had, a friend, all. I had a friend named Joseph who, uh, when I was in my class, I was the, you know, like the outcast. The, well, not the outcast, but I was the, the foreigner. Didn't really uh, know French super well. So I was um, like still learning. And uh, this guy, Joseph, was transferred in from, uh, from out of town. And uh, he spoke really good English. He had actually lived in New York for a year when he was like 11 or 12. So he and I became very fast friends and I found out that he lived alone in an apartment uh, because his mom lived in a small town like four hours away 
I was like, well, that's fucking great. I already get along with you. If you live alone, that means I can come hang out all the time. Uh, <laughs> and smoke weed. And, yeah, and smoke weed. And he was totally cool about me, like, uh, leaving it there. Uh, uh, I, I, and I end up, ended up buying two bongs throughout my stay in France. And uh, uh, I was there for like a year. I was there for a year. Yeah, I, uh, but one of them was a travel bong. I think bongs is a man need. One, one of them was a travel bong. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Anyway, uh, it you was got, you got economical size. Okay. I was not supposed to. I was breaking. I was breaking like literally the biggest rule uh, of being an exchange student while doing it. But fuck it. What like just knowing that I could break a like that I did break a rule without and got away with it while being a, a complete ner- uh, uh, rules nerd. Like I, I'm always sinner rules i'm always very bad about like that i always am scared to break the rules but that that was something i just i couldn't abide um so i did couldn't abide the fact that you didn't yeah exactly i needed that couldn't, gas. couldn't smoke weed you're like no i'm an american damn it i will smoke weed when i won't exactly so uh that was when i started regularly smoking and then even even more regularly than that uh i would um, when I got back from uh, France, my brother was living at home uh, with the folks after graduating from college, and he would smoke at night, and I usually smoked on weekends with him. And then once I was out of high school and I was working at the grocery store, a local grocery store in Gig Harbor, um, I had a coworker who would buy weed for me and I started smoking pretty much constantly from then on. And, uh, here we are today. And he hasn't seen a sober day since folks. That's that, that was late 2018. Five years. Okay. 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 Yeah. Coming approaching five years. Um, I should add, I think that this, this, this goes without saying uh, based off of, previous previous episodes yeah you're gonna say it you said said it but uh kevin smith was also a big influence on that of seeing um seeing how productive and fun he seemed to be living his life smoking i was like you know what i can get behind this and then i started to enjoy my life a little bit more what are you gonna do now that he's quit weed oh i think that he's uh, uh betrayed John <laughs> the non-believer. Yeah, <laughs> you turn your back crazy. against your hero. He was the Duke, man. The, not really. I mean, what's crazy, what's so fascinating to me about Kevin is the fact that he wrote stories about stoners for like 20 years, having almost never smoked like ever in his life. It wasn't until Zach, Zach and Mary make a porno and him working with Seth Rogen it took to turn him into a stoner, which was like 2007, yeah. I think is when he filmed that. So like... That man had like a 15 year career before he actually started smoking weed, which yeah. I thought was very interesting. And, but so, no, I get it. Like I always liked the, his mantra of like, I smoke, but I'm productive when I smoke. I write, I, I do podcasts, I do this, that, and the other thing. So I would, you know, I would say that this podcast is probably influenced by like some of the, the stuff that he's done, you know. Totally. He's always high and Ralph with him on Hollywood Babylon is always drinking, you know. Kind yeah, of, almost an homage to them. That's our little shtick. We just kind of that, calling out into it. Game. Very good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just calling full attention to it. 
Anyway, if the, if the if the kettle's black, man, fuck it. Who cares? That's a shit? fair. That's fair. All right, all right, all right. So we now know the the origin story. So we don't need that movie. We can you know move right along. What is the most you you pick the the answer to the next question if you want? What's the most fucked up high you've ever been, or what is the best high you've ever been? You could pick either end of the spectrum. I'll start with most I'll do two. The most fucked up high I've ever been, not in a good way, um was uh at a time where I realized that mixing too much weed and too much nicotine really fucks me. Um you ever you ever <laughs> been in those like driver's ed classes and they give you those goggles to to make it, to show you what it's like to, to drive when you're drunk? Like this is the yes. vision you have when you're drunk, and it's always like the most like the just like blurriest fucking thing. Like you cannot see a thing. And even back then, I was like, that's not that's not true, and that's not the reason that people crash when they're drunk. It's because they're fucking reflexes are the goggles for us just would make it so it looked like your feet were like four feet to the left so if you look down you had to look over there for your feet but if you look that way your feet kept moving so it was like exactly like yeah it was ridiculous and it was it's not real but that that is the effect that i had when on in 2019 you me and our two other American compatriots, Ethan and Reed, our good friend Reed, uh, went out to Thanksgiving. And after hmm. a wonderful Thanksgiving meal, uh, I I suggested we why don't we ja- jaunt jaunt all on over to the fucking cannabis culture and have a dab? And you said, "Yes, fuck a dab, good sir." And you said, "Fuck that." And Reed said, "I'll join you." And Ethan said, "I'll stand with you." And so we went over, and I've switched into a British accent because I think it would work better for this. And so we jaunted on over to the fucking cannabis culture, and I took Cut a to five minutes later. It didn't. Massive, massive dab. And then I proceeded to walk outside and smoke a cigarette. And when I reached the end of that cigarette, I realized, oh, God, I am fucked up. <laughs> Those dabs will get you. Exactly. Because uh, I would agree with you that the dabs from cannabis culture are my worst high. Yeah. Well, let me – I'll just finish the story regularly. Of course. Once I, once I smoked it that Thank way, you. Once I realized I was like totally fucked up, I, tr- I started walking home and it was literally like, you know, in dreams where you're having a difficulty walking or running where, where it feels like you're running but in place. Yeah. Have you ever had that in a dream? And in real life. Yeah. Well, that's that's how it felt just walking, trying to get home. And I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. So I have to. It felt to- like the sidewalk was a treadmill, didn't it? it was, yeah, it did. And so I I literally just said, okay. I turned and I very, very carefully, knowing that my vision was fucked up, I very carefully approached the, the, the street and looked for taxis. And when I saw one, I waved out my hand and then like consciously backed up so that I wouldn't fall into it as it came <laughs> Dude, up. that taxi driver. Oh, yeah, I know. And I told him where to go and then I paid him when I got there, went upstairs and passed out on the toilet. <laughs> 
So that's the most fucked up in a bad way I've ever been. Oh. I think cannabis culture's dabs were just like laced with something. No. Because most of the time I had I had a great experience with those. Those dabs kicked my ass hard. And yeah, trying to get home was like one of the worst fucking miles of my life. Yeah. (laughs) That was scary. Yeah, sorry about that. That was scary getting home. Like, and then the room did not stop spinning. Like, I felt Earth rotation. (laughs) It was not fun. (laughs) There's that scene in Moon Knight where they have to turn back the stars. Yeah. (laughs) Except I was a fucking star. (laughs) Just, (laughs) what are you doing? Stop this ride! I wasn't in control like Moon Knight or Khonshu. I was a fucking star flying through the night sky, unable to control anything. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and then I went supernova and just crashed hard. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I cannot think of a specific highest best time because I've had so many. And they usually involve me laughing my fucking ass off. <clears throat> My uh, uncontrollable sounds like my lung is gone. Unable to breathe. Moment. Yeah, those those. Whenever I I smoke and have one of those moments, those are my happiest times when smoking. Because everything everything is just a little bit funnier. Everything's just a okay with the world. Just yeah, yeah. Jeff's kiss. Mm-hmm. Fair. Exactly. So that's all. One I, of my favorite yeah. highs that was also scary but just super fun. Looking looking back was when we went to see Sonic, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie <laughs> together. Oh, okay. Maybe that that would probably be one of my that favorite. was that's top three. Like because <laughs> I remember in the moment I was like, I'm so fucking high right now. And you know, but looking back, I'm like, that was fun as hell. <laughs> And, you know, in the spirit of of the Sonic movie, going and getting high for the Sonic movie, uh, this last Sunday, uh, Morgan and I, when I was visiting her, I got pretty stoned and we went and saw the new Mario movie. Fucking A. Yeah, right? How's that for a transition? (laughs) Fucking. So how how is the I have seen the movie up until he fights Donkey Kong. How is the rest of it? You, what happened? Did you fall asleep? No, no. Uh, the theater I went to. So the theater I go to here in Minnesota is connected to a mall. And apparently right before the movie started, there was reported gunshots at the mall. Oh, shit. Reported gunshots. And they found some like casings in the wall, but they didn't apprehend anybody and nothing really came of it. But yeah, so like when I showed up for the theater... Uh, there's, uh, there's the parking lot for the theater and then next to it is the parking lot for the mall and it's a double decker up top was just all cherries and berries, all the flashing red and blue lights. And I just looked up there. I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on there. Huh, whatever. Go to the movie theater, sit down with my buddy sunshine. We start watching the movie. We got about halfway through it, right in the middle of the Donkey Kong fight. It stops. We thought like the, the movie froze cause he's literally like, and stops lights come on representative comes in is like hey everybody we've got a situation we need everybody to evacuate the building don't have to go home but can't stay here get the fuck out um 
And so I've only seen up to the Donkey Kong fight. I want to go back and finish it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I didn't think I was going to say it. I went in with zero expectations. Um, Bullshit. And, you had prejudices up the wazoo. No, no, that's what I'm saying is zero expectations of it to be good. Oh, that's fair. I did. I had zero expectations, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go into this and be like, all right. I was pleasantly surprised. It's not the best movie ever. I don't even think it's a particularly good movie. I think it's a probably like a solid seven out of ten, um, which I still think is only okay. Eight is eight is good. Nine is good. Ten is great. So this is a, this is so like what's five or below? Your scale makes no fucking sense. Oh, those are for shit movies. Moving on. Well, that's not tonight's topic. <laughs> that's not. Uh, I, I I remember thinking this is yeah not a good movie. It's definitely a kids movie. It's meant for kids. But I do like a lot of the Easter eggs they threw in. I like that they, you know, as an adult who understands Zelda, uh, Mario references, like I, there's yeah. a lot of little fun things in there to keep Definitely. me kind of attached. The only beef I really had with it, and this like this doesn't even come down to a kids movie thing, because like I know kids movies can do it pretty well. The pacing was just god awful. So and like the interactions, like where it's just like, I'm sure you do, but hold on, let me finish my thought. Um, Fucking the fact that he shows up to the, you know, he comes into the Mushroom Kingdom, meets Toad, and is like, I got to save my brother. And Toad goes, okay, follow me. And then he follows Toad, goes to the Princess Peach, and meets Princess Peach, and is like, I got to go save my brother. And Peach goes, okay, follow me. Like, no preamble, no, like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, where'd you come from? Nothing, no, none of that. It's just, okay, let's go. This movie was played so goddamn safe. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I have I have an opinion on the pacing, and you know what it felt like to me? A Mario game, one of those older, like maybe like the first or second game where it's just go to the next or Super Mario World. Remember, remember that game for the SNES? Fucking hell, do I know that game? I know that game it's probably best, better than you do. The best Mario games. I would say that, it is the best Mario it game. Felt like, it felt like that one. It felt like that where like going to each node and doing a, a task and and the pacing represented that of like, there's no preamble. You just walk over here, next level, walk over here, next level, walk over here, next level. And that's fair. Weirdly, it felt like the game. I was like, I don't care about the pacing because it, this. I feel like they're playing a Mario game for me. Perhaps that I'm not. Perhaps the pacing, say pacing is not the right word. I just didn't like how everybody just kind of rolled with the punches in the Mushroom Kingdom. Sure, but that's also how Mario like, games are. But but that's a game. Like you have a movie here. You need to give me a little bit more to go on. I guess I don't. It felt really weird. I don't know. What did you think of Fred Armisen as uh, Cranky Kong? I really, I was really enjoying him as Cranky Kong. I made a mental note. I was like, oh, I bet Graham loves this. This is very funny. Uh, I I liked that choice. Um, And you know what? I actually thought Seth Rogen was a very good choice for Donkey Kong. I I know that's probably a controversial opinion. I think that's a very good choice. Um, Do you ever play Donkey Kong 64? Oh, fucking hey, Hell yeah. Donkey Kong 64 is one of like they, my most treasured childhood games. And based off of that game, I couldn't be happier with Seth Rogen's uh, interpretation. because Did in you that hear game, the rap in there? 
Exactly. No, I literally went, ah, when that happened. And <laughs> Morgan looked at me like, what? And I was like, Donkey Kong 64, never mind. This is Donkey Kong. Don't say too much or else we'll have to pay IP. Pay the music rights. Did you also catch that the commercial, the Super Mario Brothers commercial, is the original theme song from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Mm-hmm. Well, they played that back a few months ago. They released it as a trailer. So they did. I was already aware of that. I was excited. I didn't realize it was going to be like the first thing in the movie. But actually, right. I liked the way that was where it opened up. And I know people think it's like a terrible cop out of like, um, let's just have the voices be for a commercial. But I that also saves the audience from having to listen to that voice do all the dialogue for the whole movie. Like – Think about it. Do you want to hear? Oh no! Where are we gonna go? We're going over here, Mario. Oh, it's me, a Mario. Like you don't want to hear that for ninety. I liked how they like explained away the Italian accent with Chris Pratt. I thought that was, I mean, a little bit of a cop out, but it was also clever. Where I was like, okay, it's forgiven that he doesn't have the thickest Italian, ridiculous accent because they kind of it makes sense that it's like it was for show. Did you did you catch that Mario's dad is uh, Char- uh, Charles Martinet? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. The I the actual him. voice actor for Mario, the voiced, true voice actor. He voiced a few other people in there as well. I kept hearing yeah. him, and I was like, I see what they're doing. I see what they're Charlie doing. Charlie Day's Luigi was actually pretty entertaining. The only thing I wanted was more Luigi. That was pretty much my big. That was my big thing. I was like, can we get more Luigi, please? Because I thought this was going to be a Mario Brothers. Uh, movie and yeah. Charlie Day has come out and it. said he wants to do a Luigi's Mansion movie and I'm like yeah that would work I think that could be very funny like make it kind of a if they do a, if they do the same thing where the pacing of the movie matches the game then I feel like they could do something really special with that because the, the Super Mario Brothers games, like the original ones, the, the one through five, basically, that had the same pacing as this. Of like, okay, done with the mission, next one. Done with the mission, next one. Done with the mission, next one. Well, it was one. all levels. You had level one, one, one level one, exactly. two, level one, three. And th- this was a bunch of levels. This felt like a condensed Mario game of, instead of like uh, uh, eight maps per per or eight levels per map, it was like, let's just do one big level for each map. And so there was like eight big set pieces, kind of. There was um, there was uh, Brooklyn, then there was the Underwater, then there was the uh, uh, Arriving in the Mushroom Kingdom and Going to Peach, then there was the actual, like, obstacle course, and then there was fight, like, kind of a, a, a fighting uh, Donkey Kong, then there was a Mario Kart level like they they literally had like they went down the line and did like let's do eight eight uh worlds kind of thing and which would make sense right right think about it right yeah and so uh and it, the, eight, the eighth one is even like bowser's castle very appropriate i think that if they do a they did a luigi's mansion if they have if me if i'm if i'm cr- like reading too much into this I, I don't think so. Miyamoto is a crazy son of a bitch, so I think that he might um, he might be on. Understatement. 
here. I think he might be a good like chip on the shoulder, being like, "Let's fit fit the pacing in here." I, I could be fully uh, uh, wrong here, but I, I think based off of this movie, I think that they could get the pacing of the like the feel of these different video games very right. And Luigi's Mansion is not about really, like levels, more of just like exploring and doing all these. Uh, I was gonna say, I think the I don't think you're. I I, I think you're right. For this movie, but I think for Luigi's Mansion, they could play with the pacing a little bit more. Great. I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game. So what the fuck? I know mm-hmm. they just never really intrigued me, but right. I'm sure they could, you know, from what I understand of like just reading about those games, like it's a pretty straightforward, you know, you're just exploring the mansion, figuring out the puzzles, moving, you know, moving from one level to the next kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could throw a story in there with interactions and, you know, with uh, Professor Egad and then the, the, the buster, whatever vacuum that he gets. And like, there's something there. You could definitely do something. If anything, a short film, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you yeah. could do a 20 to 30 minute short film and have just focused on Charlie day. I think that would yeah. keep people pretty happy. Um, well, who was it? Uh, Jack Black uh, was it? Or I think he said Fantastic he wants Pedro Pascal. Yeah, look, we're going to come back to him real quick. <laughs> but uh, I think it was him. He said he wants to have Pedro Pascal play uh, Wario. Yeah, in the he next wants, movie. Um, but I, I heard a better. I ha- I heard a better um, uh, suggestion, which is Danny DeVito and um, and Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe as Waluigi. I'd buy that. Um, I'd ship that. I think that that would be like obviously those guys are older, but I think that would be. Way but it's animated, so who funny. cares? It doesn't matter. Like I think it would just be way funnier than Pedro. Pedro Pascal is great. I think I couldn't sing his praises high Dude, enough for that movie. Like that I'm not Twenty sure. years ago, they could play, they could have played those guys in the live action. That was fantastic. Wario yeah. and Waluigi. That would have been Their hysterical. Also, that's <laughs> good. So. I just think, have you. Sorry, go ahead. I think that that could be a really good thing. Um, I, I I think that the go, going forward, this Nintendo universe could be very very fun uh, if they do it right. If they don't shove it down your throats, and if they make every game kind or every uh, 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 movie kind of more like catered you know, to a specific audience, it doesn't, and they don't have to tie together. I think that's the biggest failing of the Marvel cinematic universe is like, Oh, I feel like I have to see everything. And if they make these, like if they make these movies feel like they don't have to all be seen, I agree. Then I think that they could really be onto something. And I think Miyamoto understands that because his games have always been about like individuality, all of them, every single Mario game. Yeah. They're all very unique IP. Yeah. They're always very like singular and, and, and specific. So I don't think we're going to get another like just exact carbon copy of this movie again Not. as long as Nintendo is, is keeping a finger on the studio uh, illumination. I want to see somebody pitched out a live action Metroid with Brie Larson. I think that 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 could be fun. I would. I don't want them to do live action. I'm tired of people trying to turn everything into live action. I think that like we can just well, see. Here's that. my here's yeah. my thought on that. Anything animated is eventually going to become live action, so might as well just fucking do it. Yeah, they're right. making live action Moana already yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, 
Well, by the time they just, actually do a, a, a Metroid movie, Brie Larson will, will be like almost 40. So I think that they at that she point. She still looks amazing. I don't give a fuck. She still looks amazing. No, I'm just saying that they'll probably want to do like a, let's do like a, 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 a more like. Probably older. like Anya Taylor-Joy, which they've already got a relationship with. Yeah, no, Peach. They, but they, but I don't think they're going to want to have her play multiple roles. I think they're going to want to keep it like. Um, I don't know. I could totally see her doing it. I could see her doing it. I could see that totally. Um, Uh, But let's let's talk about Peach for a minute. Would like go back to Bowser? Oh yeah. His Peaches song has broken the top 100 Billboard. It's the tenacious. It's just tenacious D. Like, and I and I I I am I am 100 percent convinced that he wrote nothing before singing it. That he just sat down at the piano and started singing. And they were like, "Great, that's perfect." He's like, "Oh, I haven't written anything yet." And they're like, "That's great. We love it." And he's like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) Cut print moving on. You're like, "What? You're recording?" That's (laughs) that's honestly kind of what this movie felt like a lot of the time was like cut print move on move on we we got it that's great like they did not i was watching an interview jack black said that there was a lot of freedom given to Mm -hmm. him and the actors to really just kind of riff and improv and have Mm -hmm. some fun with it yeah so that's good to hear yeah um we'd be remiss to talk about the mario movie and not mention the 1990s Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo live action Mario. Just jumping back to the live action thing. Yeah, have you seen that one? I haven't seen it in its entirety, but I am deeply familiar with it. Uh, kind of like the room, you know. I've never seen the room, but I know way too much about it. Um, but mock, I should see it. I should go. I should sit down and watch it because you did not see it. You did not. You did not. But you did I, not see it. Oh, hi, Graham. A beautiful, beautiful thing uh, is that Bob Hoskins signed on to that movie without being told it was a video game adaptation. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's one way to look at it. I mean, you watch that movie. It is interesting. I mean, it's one of those like it has nothing to do with the games. It's it is like. Somebody just kind of gave him a general outline of like, oh, it's two Italian plumbers against this dude who is a dinosaur. Yeah. And then they just let people run with that concept. And and it's and it's like if you don't if you watch it from the aspect of like, oh, this is a video game adaptation. Yeah. You're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. If you watch it from a like, oh, it's just like a cyberpunk dystopian alternative reality movie. It's pretty good. I've you're still going to be like, what the fuck is going on? But it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Well, I I think Ryan George put it best when when he described it as as it's as a, a child was sh- uh, shaken awake at night and, and said what and was told like what what is describe Mario and the kid was like groggy and like uh, a jumping plumber man and dinosaurs and uh, and like and that's all they got out of them and then the kid fell asleep again and they're all right perfect and then they just fucking went with that. Um, it's i mean that's not wrong like that's pretty fucking accurate to be honest like, <laughs> like that's all they got it's right such a, man and, it's, and that's so crazy. fucking weird like goombas are like eight feet tall big burly dudes with small heads yoshi's an actual like godzilla king koopa played by dennis hopper is fucking brilliant yeah. And like, I don't know, some of the stick in it is hysterical. I love one of my favorite scenes because it just it just like the way they, they portray it. 
they're getting processed by the Koopa Troopas uh, and interrogated. It's kind of like, you know, getting your mugshot and stuff. And at one point, the guys, the, 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 the cop looks at Bob Hoskins and goes, name? And he goes, Mario. What's your last name? Mario. What's your, no, what's your name? Mario. What's your full name? Mario, Mario. Okay. Uh, seriously? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, all right, what about you? What's your full, what's your name? Luigi. What's your last name? Mario. So what's your full name? Luigi Mario. We're the Mario brothers. Like, it's so sticky and stupid, but it's so hysterical because yeah. they play it so straight. Well, Bob Hoskins and, and like I love John Leguizamo. I'd watch that dude in almost anything. Yeah, like, he is hysterical. And this is young whippersnapper, like when he was really quick witted, and he still is. Don't get me wrong, but he's you know obviously a little older now. But this was a young, very quick John Leguizamo. And so his delivery, he's like Luigi, Luigi Mario, we're the Mario brothers. Like, yeah, like, well, it's pretty hysterical. You're, you're aware one of my favorite movies of all time is The Brothers Bloom, um, with Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo, and. Um, <laughs> And they're the brothers Bloom. Their last name is Bloom. But Adrian Brody's character's first name is also Bloom. So he's Bloom Bloom. And then Mark Ruffalo plays the older brother, Stephen Bloom. And it is a very... I think it's almost an homage to the original Mario movie, making fun of that. Of, like, why is one of the brothers just have the same first name as the last name? Why the fuck? Uh, Exactly. It was was such an odd decision. It was like them trying to decide, like, why, why is he named this? And what would have been a better solution is if, is to give Mario a different, like, a kind of not great first name and say that he prefers to go by Mario. Or that he, or that, give him a backstory of, like, he was called Mario in high school or he was called Mario. No, I don't like that. No, because, well, it, it. As a writer, it bugs me that he's named Mario Mario. Like, I think that's the point. It's supposed to bug you. It's supposed to be, oh, like, seriously, that's a cop out. It's supposed to be fucking stupid. Mm, so it bugs so. you for the right reasons. All right. All right. Anyway. What else about weed can we talk about? I feel like we need to give a little more attention to the weed, the, the icky sticky. What what would you say is your top one of your top favorite strains besides oh, the the Madison's a, family? That's an impossible thing to answer. There's so many mm. strains. It's like trying to say what's your favorite um, type of like wine. It's like they're all going to be White. different. I had this this one. I had this one specific bottle of 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 2017 Syrah mm. one time, and that was the and that was the best thing. But I've also had other Syrahs that fucking sucked. You know, it's kind of that sort of situation. So, like, uh, uh, you know, it's a cop out to say like Pineapple Express because that's just a pop popular one. Um, but I, I okay. I remember a dab. What is your all right? Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. What is your grandest ambition as a stoner? To become the warrior of destiny. Um, <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If 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 Willie Nelson's the god and, and Snoop Dogg's the king, and uh, uh, Kevin Smith's the duke, and Seth Rogen is the prince, then I'm going to be the fucking warrior of destiny, baby. 
You're going to be a serf and a peasant, and you're going to like it. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I work hard <laughs> for this bitch. Yeah. I, I don't, don't, don't disagree with you there. Yes. Strange so, women on lakes handing out joints. It's no winner of the political <laughs> system. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a very good one. <laughs> How's that for a poll? <laughs> that's a deep. That's a deep one. That's a great. That's a good one. Oh, good stuff. But I think we've bored the. No, this I you know I wanted to kind of just do a little micro episode. We've been a hot minute for yeah. a while. We haven't done much. Just uh, you know, busy, busy lives. As you can see, I'm in my new bat cave. I'm in my new lair, my fortress of solitude, a new apartment. So that's been taking up a lot oh, of my yeah. time. We'll um, have to smoke I got about that later. Mackinac Bridge, right? Meow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I got a girlfriend literally pawing at the door, so you know, like waiting for you. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I apologize to our three listeners for the for the gap, and you know, yeah. hi mom. We probably thought but, that uh, we just fucking quit. Yeah, they probably that's yeah. what their hopes were at least. And they're like, oh, thank God, we don't have to listen to this anymore. Nope, surprise. But surprise. we couldn't. We could not let April twentieth go past without acknowledging it. Of course not. So I'm glad we got to convene for this podcast. It's a it's a holiday. It's like the New Year's for exactly. drunk thoughts and high opinions. Exactly. But what's the drunken holiday? Is there like a national alcohol day? Thanksgiving. <laughs> and St. Patty's Day. And Christmas. Ooh, and Christmas. Oh, we missed it. Oh, and and alcohol Year's screening day. Let's see. All, we gotta find a, all holidays are alcohol days. National Drinking Holidays website. Let's look at this. Localwhiskeybar.com. Right, what have we not passed? We have Cinco de Mayo coming up. Oh, there's another one. There's our, there's our eighth one. that I've National finished. Beer Day was three weeks ago. We should have done something for that. Damn. We should have. Where were you busy. I was way Ooh, too busy. June, um, oh, June 14th, National Bourbon Day. Ah. You know what? Maybe both of us will be will be drunk thoughts and drunk thoughts, and we'll get bourbon. Or here we go, even better. August third, International Beer Day. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That could be. I that could be. We'll it. I like to, that. I like the pacing on that. We'll have to look at all these these uh, uh, holidays and uh, and start thinking about shaping our episodes around those. We'll just have to buy a bunch of alcohol which i have access to now literally a block that way is this liquor store bigger than your fucking house ah, i see why you chose your new place yeah <laughs> well you see why hannah chose this place because she has to deal with my ass so might Fair. as well lick her up Fair. i Damn love it. i loved it man we walked into that place and i looked at her and i go so what do you think and she goes oh we're in deep doo-doo <laughs> it's a giant giant uh, 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 liquor store you showed it to me it is a giant liquor store I have a brewery a block and a half that way like I have all the alcohol you know it's amazing. Speaking, speaking of good local uh, brewers or, or such types um, Spencer and Madison just a, a week ago introduced me to their favorite cider place, like an on, mm. on-site cider place. Oh, my goodness. They had some fucking 
amazing ciders. And it was at a farm, so they had goats and alpacas over and you could just goats and alpacas super excited and just like like hopping on the fence trying to like get our attention uh, i had a french toast flavored cider that smelled like maple syrup those are good i've had a couple and, of those and then i had an amaretto, like that style i had an amaretto cider where i Ooh. would take every single time i could count the seconds it would same time every time i would take a sip swallow it and it would take four seconds and all of a sudden i would taste the amaretto consistently that's a good cider how the hell does that work but anyway it was fantastic smarter minds than i brew this stuff in the name of in the name of good alcohol and good celebration i I should give a shout out to good cider as well salud salud so uh to wrap this up Corey, where can we find you online Online, okay. I was gonna say because I have a new apartment, I have a new whole new address for yeah, those exactly. stalkers. And we don't, we don't need to give our out our personal addresses. <laughs> Not that we uh, you could find me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, maybe. Sure, Roxy Boy, R O K E S Y B O Y. Come uh, check out. I've done some recent really cool stuff with work. Recently did a video at a spice factory. If you ever gone to Walmart and bought the like organic spice with the green top and you look at the back and it says frontier co-op. I went there. I shot footage in their plant. Super cool place. Super cool people had a great experience. And if you're interested on all that um, on Facebook, again, at Roxy boy, R O K E S Y B O Y. You can check out my implant video that I made basically a two and a half minute, how it's made of Mm -hmm. this plant. It's super fun. So check that out. What about you, G man? Uh, well, I can be found at uh, outrageous underscore creation on Instagram, uh, and at Graham Sudnyevsky on Facebook, uh, and Mad Musings on, uh, Mad Dash Musings on TikTok, uh, but you can also find my website, mad-musings.com. You're on TikTok it, now? You hoser. Uh, yes, I have, I'm not, I haven't posted anything, but I'm thinking about it. Um, maybe some, uh, maybe some freelance, uh, thoughts and opinions. Um. What, what, what? <laughs> They're my musings. They're really they're my mad musings. Um, but you can find my my writing at mad-musings.com, my my short stories, my shorter stories, my poetry, um, some photography. I'm actually going to be updating it. I'm going to Hawaii for the next 10 days. And uh, during that time I'm going to be doing daily updates starting the 25th. Um, so you haven't updated shit on here. I'm going to start doing. I'm going to be doing daily updates uh, starting the the 25th, and that will uh, go through the 31st. Um, uh, so you will have lots of new content to look at, uh, lots of great things, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. I've been your Sold. high opinions, Ram Stanievsky. I am Corey Rokes. I've been your drunk thoughts. Happy 420, my friend. Thank you, and cheers to you. Cheers. <laughs>